Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Rose Ed and the seemingly infallible Manchester City are held by Southampton while Chelsea have now beaten Spurs three times in three weeks without conceding a single goal. Meanwhile, Arsenal play out the most boring 0-0 draw with Burnley, who hadn't played since the beginning of the month, and Mikel Arteta's side are now yet to score since New Year's Day. Meanwhile, in other news, Watford wave goodbye to Claudio Ranieri and usher in Roy Hudson. We'll do that bit again. In other news, Watford have waved... In other news, Watford wave goodbye to Claudio Ranieri and usher in Roy Hudson, 74, in what could be the most ill-advised dalliance with a pensioner since Wayne Rue. Hello, welcome to Rosehead. Um, oh, sorry, Wayne. Me, Joe Forrester, here with Hannah East and producer Mike, as always. Don't forget, um, if you like the show, please do go on sportspodcastawards.com and vote for us in the comedy category. We would appreciate it. Um, thank you very much. Hey, doing, Hannah? I'm all right. Thanks, Joe. How are you? Took four minutes to start the show. <laughs> Whose fault was that? It's like, you know, I'm just making sure you guys are teched up and you know what you've got plugged in, your phones are on silent. And yeah, it's just every week, Joe, we just can't start the show properly because you just giggle. And Mike, who, who would you say, whose fault would you say it was for the delay then? I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> to introduce introduce the idea of <laughs> almost immediately yeah. in the show. Seriously. Um, Hannah, speaking of you had date night, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. What what are you saying? I'm sure you've been busier this weekend than I have, Joe. Mm. (laughs) We have done, I've done lots, been out about. How how was date night? It was really good, thanks. What did you do? Uh, I sent Andy an invite via a Valentine's card and um, made our favourite meal. Which is? Got dressed up, Lebanese for tush. (laughs) because <laughs> yeah, we're vegan aren't we yeah. doing our bit for the environment and you like a bit of tush yeah <laughs> so uh yeah that's what we did had a bottle of champagne on a monday well lovely it I sounds very decadent. as if i was mocking you last monday for putting um cocoa buttercream on your <laughs> and eating steak at quarter to 12 when actually i was drinking a bottle of champagne on monday evening so you know the undercarriage moisturizing has really caught people's imagination on Instagram and quite a lot of people, quite a lot of lads, it turns out, do it. I don't believe who's who's messaged you on Instagram and said, Oh my god, I put cocoa butter on my d-, and then I sit and let it hang out and dry on a Monday and eat steak at quarter to twelve. I wish it hung. More <laughs> just sort of sits. <laughs> like a tuft. <laughs> like you drop like you know when you drop a minstrel on your belly <laughs> like at Christmas. It's a bit like that. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> just like a little button. Um how's your week been mine? Mine. I'm like, how's your week been, man? <laughs> hey, I'm Adam yeah, Townsend. Been... <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, it's been good. I've got a bit of time off work, and I'm choosing to spend it with you two losers. So, uh, yeah, oh, you should thank me very aggressive. much. Well, that's not true, is it? Because we do we're doing the pod early because you're going <laughs> yeah, on holiday. <laughs> well, I'm I'm technically already on. I'm technically already on my holiday. So you know. 
So what's um, buying into it? What's planned? What's planned for this romantic getaway? Um, we're we're going to Cambridge. We're going to stay yeah. in um in a in a nice little hotel. And um, I use the advice of someone to email the hotel ahead of time and ask uh, for an upgrade. And I, I don't know, but I just felt weird about doing that. I just felt like really like cheap and like worthless doing it. But actually, it turns out it might work out. So passport sandwich. You know what that is, don't you? What's that? Passport sandwich. You know, this is genuinely a true thing. So we went to Las Vegas uh, to the Bellagio and we were on like a standard room and our friend said, book a standard room. And when you get there, you put $100 in your passport and you say to the receptionist, hi there, I'd like an upgrade. There's my passport sandwich. And that $100 is for them. And they're just like, oh my God, no problem at all. I'll put you in a suite at the top. And we were on like nearly the top Where floor. are they from? <laughs> from Burnley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sean Dyche. <laughs> and yeah, it's actually a thing. It's your passport sandwich. Yeah, so never be embarrassed. I've never heard it's of so, that. We're so prudish in this country where we're like, oh, don't know else for something. Yeah. If you're going on a date or something, ring ahead yeah. and say like, can I, so for example, I went to uh, a, a posh steak restaurant um, on Friday night. That and one. I you mentioned the name in the last episode, by the way. So it's Hawks not Is that is where that the guy does the that show? thing with the steak? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I basically emailed ahead and said, look, it's a date. I'd like quite like it to be romantic. Can we please have a corner table? That's such Loam. a good idea. See? That is Loam a really palm. good idea. Yeah. See? It's all about and you're putting in the effort for the other person as well. It's like it's a nice thing to do, yeah. isn't it? Speaking of putting in the effort, Mike, aren't they gonna be sprinkling chocolate on your bed or something? Um <laughs> that'll be yeah, you I mean, you try. <laughs> oh Christ. <laughs> yeah, um chocolate Yeah, it's just weird. They're like, Oh yeah, we'll put a chocolate cake on your bed and some rose petals. That's which so I thought cute. was uh, was a bit it's a bit of an bit of an odd mix. But I don't know. Are you we'll proposing? See how it goes. Are you going to propose, Mike? No, absolutely not. No. Oh, well, she no might have the wrong idea then. If you're going to have all rose petals and chocolate cake smeared uh. on the bed sheets, be like, <laughs> what have I walked <laughs> into? It's like a dirty <laughs> protest. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you've walked into a prison riot. <laughs> um, well, no, Mike. I hope, I'm very much hoping to hear more about this yeah. on next week's show. Have a lovely time. Thanks, mate. Well, um, we're also having a, having a couple's massage, but I don't. You know, other people on this show have had couples massages, and it's definitely not going to be like that. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go into it, and I'll, I'll report back. I'm not going to lie. I think there's certain services that some people on this pod have indulged in that they don't do in Cambridgeshire. So <laughs> yeah. That would just yeah. that would just be my guess. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, no football for a couple of weeks, but lots to look back on. Um, Man City won, Southampton won, City's 12-match winning streak brought to an abrupt end by Ralph Husson, who all side. Kevin De Bruyne has now assisted as many Premier League goals as David Beckham, 80 overall, <laughs> but he's done it in 68 fewer appearances. Um, Mike, do you think that's why uh, Pep Guardiola was so happy to drop two points at home to Southampton? <laughs> he was chuffed when he loved he it. Was- he was... What is what is wrong with Pep Guardiola? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's just like <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know whether it's just with the media or if it's just him. Or like they, they say like all geniuses are a little bit weird, aren't they? Yeah. Um, hence yeah, my weirdness. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. He's, he's got a thing because there was that one on um on New Year's Day, I think it was, or it was around New Year's, and um, they were asking him, you know, Pep, are you happy? And he was like. Yes, I'm very happy. Believe me, like serial killer eyes that like he wanted to, you know, really hurt that interviewer. And it was the exact same thing that the other day he just gave a really like odd response and just looked like he wanted to hurt the person. I don't know what's wrong with him. I think the interviewer was caught a little bit off guard, wasn't he? Because he went, really? That's your best performance? And yeah. he was like, yes. It was a long pause. And he's like, yes. Yeah, but I mean, cause, super cause- long. Well, I suppose what he wanted to ask is like, oh, well, people might be surprised to hear that given yeah. that you've, just dropped two points at home to a team in the bottom half of the table. Can you explain why? But that's not what he said. <laughs> he was just like, really? Really? That crocker's Can you imagine all- how <laughs> irritating it would be, though, as like a manager? Because no matter what you say, it's going to get taken out of context completely. And it's they know it's going to be the headlines the next day. And yeah, obviously- you know what? Yeah, sorry. Man. Yeah. No, I was going to say Klopp it, like, handles it really well because yeah. he almost like, 
already knows what they're going to make a story so he was like oh i could say this but you will turn it into this so yeah. obviously if you preface anything with that like the journalist just ain't gonna write the story because it yeah. sounds absolutely stupid and it's like alex ferguson used to go into the press room and um he knew every single um reporter by their first name and he'd greet everybody before he started his press conference and speak to everyone. And then if hey, somebody... <laughs> I was really fantastic. No, 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 <laughs> Why has he got a lisp? Hey, you're right, lad. Hey. He, and then if somebody, if somebody wrote something that wasn't very nice about him, he'd call them out in front of everybody yeah. and say, Why did you write that? Because that's not what Why I said. Why are you like that Hey! hey. <laughs> 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 my my granny, right? Well, she's passed away now, unfortunately, but they don't say the word they say and it's like really aggressive. So they'd be like, uh, so I don't know if Sir Alex Ferguson used to say this. I imagine he probably didn't in the uh, in the press conferences, but my granny'd be like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> and it's like, like hey, some shut your <laughs> about me and you, right? <laughs> Look how much you concentrate when you do an impression of a Scottish person. Yeah, he does. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I found a new impression for my repertoire. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. But yeah, that's what Sir Alex used to do, which is quite admirable, really, because then everybody had respect for him. And, and before he yeah. had, did a press conference, it's like people would be careful and mindful of what they wrote about him and actually put a few more mm. facts in. I know the media is different now compared to when he was uh, in charge of you'd, Man United. You'd be scared of him though, wouldn't you? As, that, like, as, as me as a journalist, I've I've interviewed like managers and players before and I just, with Fergie, like you just don't want to get on his wrong side. But that's probably what Pep's getting frustrated with. Pep's probably thinking, do you know what? They're just asking ridiculous questions. Like, really? Like, Sean yeah. Dice does it a lot. He's like, really? Are you? Are we actually going to ask these questions? Are we going to sit here for half an hour and you're going to ask me these questions that you asked me last week? Let's mm. talk about something else. You can you can totally understand why they're just... If they don't like the reporter, um, then uh, they're going to give answers. Did you ever have any bad moments when you interviewed managers, Mike? Um, nothing, nothing too bad. Um, I guess the ones with with players like when you when you ask them things that they don't really want to talk about it's just a bit awkward especially if it's like, <laughs> it's like a live interview yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how wide because they'll big? just they'll, they'll, they'll just shut it they'll just shut it down and it just makes it really awkward and the rest of the interview is just is just terrible do you moisturize um, <laughs> but it's 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 things like i think um me and joe when, when we did our our show on love sport because no one listened we could basically do we could basically do what we wanted so i think we like we wanted to ask like the, the sort of quirky questions because it's what we wanted to know do you know what i mean so i, I think it's it's like it's nice when you do like more casual interviews with with players and, and managers because they come out of the show a little bit more yeah i bet Another. people i bet joe's mum listened to it she did actually. It was one of her favourites on oh, her DAB. Was it? <laughs> um, speaking of family members, Mike, um, you've got another. Mm. You've got another problem. Do I? My, my auntie listened to the show for the first time oh, last week. No. Is this your auntie that's locked up in the oh, museum? No, no, no that's her partner. It's her partner. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she said independently Forest. and not knowing about my mum and Mike's history. So, oh, that bloody Mike. Arsenal fan. <laughs> oh god, Mike, stop just, upsetting my family. I've, I've just upset a generation of Spurs fan women. What, what have I done? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, and also, I don't like that kind of gender specificity. I mean, it's 2022, mate. So maybe you should. Maybe it's part well, of I mean, Mike. <laughs> I mean, your mum and your your mum and your auntie are women, aren't they? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> Oh, um, I am um, I Auntie Beth. You're right. Sorry about him. Uh, <laughs> um, Hannah, do you think the title race is back on? Only nine points to make up for Liverpool. Nine points. Nine wee points, mate. Uh, no. <laughs> Say it in a Scottish accent. Nine wee points, mate. <laughs> well, all it takes is a couple of injuries, a couple of bad games, and things can turn around. Nine points isn't that much, you know, if you get a couple of key players out of a team. Um, I don't know. Potentially. It seemed like it was all set in stone in uh, in December, but I think things are kind of changing a little bit now. Mike, do you think City have got any chance of slipping up to the tune of nine points? Surely not. 
I, I don't know, probably not, but I think Liverpool have done well to cope so far without Mane and Salah. So if they can yeah. continue to keep the pressure on late into the season, I think they'll be they'll be worthy competitors. Whether City will drop that many points, I don't know. But it's sort of like with City, once it gets in, in their heads, they tend to like lose a few matches or draw a few matches and drop points. So it could happen. And then suddenly the momentum swings. Like if it closes to six points, I mean, it's anyone's game then at that point, isn't it? Um, a great crime was committed on Sunday. Thiago Silva dived to disallow Harry Kane's goal, which would have given Spurs the lead and I believe the impetus to go and win away at Stamford Bridge. That being said, Thiago Silva went on to score the second goal and secure Chelsea's win. I thought it was a travesty. Um, Mike, I'd be interested to hear, hear your views. Bear in mind, my mum and auntie both listen. Joe, do you know what? Yeah, I don't want to say anything. That, I thought you were going to say like um, a really sad, really sad story. Yeah, the tone just changed completely, and, didn't like, it? It's like when he was talking about um, Spurs' future and Conte was going to leave and... Yeah. It was like, all sad and horrible. Know, we've got something to talk about and it's uh, it's going to yeah. touch, touch the heart of, of everybody. So you're saying that I'm actually quite good at my job because I managed to like we, No, we didn't you. say that. We didn't say that. And um, we just said no. you're emotional. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, Silva dived and Harry Kane didn't get a goal. Spurs should have won. Mike, how did you, you feel about that? Um, <laughs> um, well, I didn't... Take it out oh of my it. God. I didn't think we were that bad in the first half. I thought the second half they controlled totally. We didn't deserve to win the game. I did think that was a real travesty. And it, it annoyed me more that that it didn't get pulled back for VAR. And it's kind of talking about VAR endless is really boring. But it's such a stupid system going, we're going to refer this to another human being. It's not like the goal line technology thing, which is a machine, which is pretty infallible. Word of the day. Um, but it's... It's going back to another person and it's their decision. And there's also this element that if you slow anything down to kind of microseconds, then anything is going to look like a foul. And that's not what happens in real life. And I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was a dive from Thiago Silva and it would have been a more, I think they probably would have won the game. Um, but I just, that annoyed me. But I think it kind of uh, accentuates what we all know. And that's that there is a massive, massive golfing class. And I don't think it's particularly because... Tuchel is a better coach. I think they're both really good coaches. And I think it's that stupid thing again. And like one of my mates who's a Chelsea fan messaged afterwards and was like, you're so <laughs> And it's like, yeah, but you've got billions more pounds than us. So I'm sort of not asked. I just wish we had more money to be able to compete with teams that we hate like yourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought they totally dominated us. And I thought ZH's goal was absolutely amazing. Actually, that brings me on to quite a good point because it's time for things that make you go. This is so every week. No, this is too, like, can we do, like, can we do Headphones something? Headphones are off, can't hear anything. Yeah. I'm and gonna... if you only listen to the podcast, what you did is I did that in time with squeezing my nipples. Like, actually tweaking them as if you were lactating, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, one thing that made me go. We actually didn't ask you that question. Oh. All right. Okay, Hannah. Well, what made you go? No, no, you go. Go on. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> what, ma what made you go this week? Are you actually asking me or do you want to go? Do you wanna... I am. Hashtag date night. <laughs> Oh, I'd say Marcus Rashford's performance this week. I've seen him with a nice. Was he there too? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in such a good mood today. Um, yeah. And he comes home, like Marcus. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, all right, put get along. Um, yeah, it, just seen him with a smile on his face. He kind of uh, seems to be happier within himself. I've. It's been um, a bit frustrating, like watching him not be himself over the last sort of few weeks, and um, people speculating, "Oh, it's this, it's that." He's not passionate about the club he is he's just had maybe maybe he's been going through a bit of a difficult time and then the the pressure and people the stuff people have said about him I think has been really unjustified so it's nice that he's kind of turned around and gone to people and um yeah and his performance was really good I was pleased for him I, I love that he was getting grief for 
not focusing on events on the pitch, not meaning like other players that have been accused of that who are out partying and whatever yeah. and kind of yeah, exactly. flying off different places like Neymar. He was trying to feed children whose yeah. families are too poor to feed them themselves. Yeah. And like, what a concentrate on your football I know, I know. It's, ridiculous. it's like what are you doing yeah he's, he's done more than like most most politicians so yeah yeah like if anything good on him and if he if well, i'm not gonna say football doesn't work out but if he ever you know fancies a break he just go into politics he's he's bloody brilliant at it well he's like the epitome of a role model isn't he for young um boys young girls that are getting into sport yeah. but looking and thinking actually if you have a platform like that you can make positive changes to people's lives and he's kind yeah. of looked and, and seen a, a an issue and raised it and used his his following and people that genuinely are passionate about football and him and, and have got behind him and, and supported him and obviously the government have as well which is just amazing um for a young guy like that through the academy at, at manchester like with all the struggles that he's had growing up as a child, it's amazing. Yeah, well, the government obviously saw an opportunity for a little bit of a PR win. So jumped on an incredibly kind thing that Marcus Rashford did. It's yeah. like, we're nice too. No, you're not. <laughs> Just stop copying Marcus. Um, but yeah, no, good for him. He scored a 90th minute winning goal for the fourth time in the Premier League, at least twice as many as any other Manchester United player. In fact, no player has ever scored more such winners in the competition's history. Here's the definition of a late, late man. Um, you're up to fourth now, Hannah. Yeah. How? Well, easily done. Um, I'm, I'm a bit. I was. I'm a bit sceptical because I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to get too cocky because, you know, we've done all right. Uh, you know, of the the last sort of two wins on a bounce. But um, on paper, our team's brilliant. But I think putting that into practice and getting that enthusiasm, uh, sort of between the teams just not quite there yet so uh, I'm pleased fourth is brilliant and obviously I don't want Ronaldo to go anywhere if we don't get in the top three um we'll see yeah the and the table's not really telling not to all over Manchester United but to all over Manchester United <laughs> the table's not really telling a true story at the moment because Wolves have got a game in hand on yeah. you Spurs have got two Arsenal have got a game in hand on you as well mm. so but still I mean yeah got to be positive. doing a, a little bit better than we thought he was right Right, good. Um, <laughs> that's the end of the show. Um, Do you want me to get all emotional like you? <laughs> I just, I just want a bit of stability Ooh. for for Man United. That's all. It's um, I think I just want to to kind of know what's happening over the next year or the next two years, and there's just that uncertainty there. So it's like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Mike, what made you go? Oh, oh, babe, look at the rose petals and the, oh, the chocolate. Oh, oh chocolate Christ. on the bed. Oh, oh night. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to warn that I would answer, you know. But do I, I know, do doesn't I it make you not want to answer the question? Yeah, it just <laughs> because because that means it will make the edit. So if I don't answer, if I just if if I just stay quiet, then that doesn't make it. Surely. Yeah, well, I'll just do an impression of you. Go on then. Put it in the edit later. Go on then. Let's let us hear it. Oh yeah, well, like I really like the oh, way that like we, we defended well against Burnley and that yeah, that was nice, yeah. And that was um and also the other thing was when I called up the hotel and they were like, Yeah, we'll put chocolate on your pillow, bro. You've got your girlfriend coming, yeah, nice. <laughs> it, it worries me how good you are at a roadman accent. You've been watching Top Boy on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what made Mike go <laughs> this week. Um, now, did you like uh, Josh Sargent's goal? Yeah, I, I the thought first you were going to I wasn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if he meant it. He didn't. Um, I thought it was I, rubbish. You thought it was rubbish. Well, it's just luck, and he just stuck his foot out. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird with like the. I guess you can call it a sort of scorpion kick because Olivier Giroud did one, which is obviously much better because that was a volley. Um, and it was from like quite a high cross, but his one, I don't know. Yeah. He sort of just did like stick his leg out a little bit the first time I saw it, but then I watched it again and I was like, oh, okay, there's a bit of skill there. I mean, I definitely couldn't do that. So. Oh, well, you could, if you just run into the ball and you just take your foot out. Yeah. But there's probably a bit more to it than that. I don't know, but I feel I'm, I'm, I'm glad for him because Josh Sargent was like ridiculed because he had a really bad miss earlier in the season, missed like an open goal. I don't know how he managed it. And he scored twice as as Norwich won. 
So Norwich two, got two wins on the bounce. It's absolutely out of this world. Yeah, they're out the out the bottom three. Yeah, out the bottom three. Yeah, well done, the Canaries. Um, do you think? Uh, did you did you enjoy Ivan Tony's goal? I like that Real definition of a caress. The big ball into the box, and he just sort of cuts across it beautifully into the bottom corner. Yeah, I, I liked his haircut as well. He's got um, um he's got a skin fade now, hasn't he? Oh, I didn't know. Off the yeah, um, it was really funny because. Um, Clinton Morrison was talking about it on um, on Soccer Saturday with with Jeff Stelling, and Clinton Morrison was obviously like, "Yeah, he's got a skin fade and a and a um, and a shape up." And Jeff Stelling was like, "What on earth is that?" And he and he explained it to me. He's like, "I'm going to ask ask my barber for that next time I go." Jeff is very <laughs> much a short back back of sides man, isn't he? Couldn't you imagine Jeff Stelling with a with a fade and a shape up? Well, I get a skin fade when I go down Cropper Barbers. Um, but it is a bit weird day one because it's like you can feel your skin. I'm 34 as well. So it's like <laughs> I shouldn't really have exposed you, skin. You, you consider you considering changing. To what? What what hair do you to think a, would suit me? To, to a more to a more mature haircut. No, because like people always say mature how young man. I'm. Like a comb over. <laughs> do you know what, Hannah? Do you know? Do you know no, but that's what mature men have, isn't it? Mike, if you if you started to bald, would you just get it all off? Um yeah, I think I would. But I think my look good. My hairline's like staying intact for now. But I'm I'm just worried about what's gonna happen because like what tends to happen to, to Greek men when they like settle down and like get married, like the belly <laughs> just goes huge, the hairline starts receding, they wear like five rings on on their hands and like <laughs> and also as well, it's 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 a really funny thing that um that cropped up, but uh, Greek men in, in Cyprus they have um, on their, I can't remember if it's their left hand or right hand, but on their pinky finger, they they have their nail like super long, so it's like it's like that long, and and they use it for like doing. I don't know what they use it for, yeah, but like it, it, that makes sense to be and like picking stuff as well out of places. Oh. And I don't know, but it's really weird. I don't know why they do it. it. It must be like a traditional thing, but I've no clue what the actual reason for it is, but. All I know is when I went to Cyprus, I saw my uncle with like a really long fingernail, and I was like, "What the f- is that?" And he was like, "I was he was trying to explain it to me, but I didn't really understand." I just thought, <laughs> but he was too was high. Just... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't making any sense. Like, I couldn't understand why. Oh, is that, is that on both pinkies? Yeah. They do. Like no, it's one. just it's just one. It's just one. <clears throat> wow. Like That's really me. creepy. Hannah, imagine if like your husband had one. He's just like stroking the side of your head with his really long nail. I couldn't handle that. It, that'd be too yeah. much for me. Nah. Yeah, there's something about that dirty nails for me as well. It just really makes it'd it be like sick. yellowy brown, wouldn't it? When you're older, you get like yellowy brown nails as you get really old, and if you've got dirt on it, it'll look like a dirty, <laughs> dirty nail. What? Sorry. <laughs> well, do you remember? Do you remember that woman in the Guinness Book of Records that had the really long curly nails? Oh my god. Ew. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that in the in the, the old book. Dirty. <laughs> it was that's awful. Oh, that's so dirty, Hannah. Yeah, she was horrible, and the and the guy who had a face like a leopard. Anyway, right, that's enough. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so, until Guinness until Guinness Book of Records sponsor this show, I will not give them any more free promo. <laughs> um, the thing that made me go, oh, 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 this week. <laughs> you might as well have recorded Joe on the weekend and and replayed oh. it tonight. <laughs> There he is. There he is. Um, the Comoros free kick, Mike. Yusuf Umchangama oh. versus Cameroon in the round of 16 from, I'm going to just say from downtown. Unbelievable. Absolutely. And, and, and they were playing a left back in goal. Yep. A it left was- back in goal because they didn't have enough goalkeepers. Unbelievable effort. I reckon it's about 35 yards and it's genuinely one of the best free kicks I've ever seen because it's got like, it doesn't just float, it's got power. It's proper top corner. Unbelievable. I think Cameroon were, I think were one to 100 on to win before. So basically the bookies were giving Comoros one in a hundred chance of winning. Um, And it was 2-1 in the end. Amazing. Um, They only had 13 eligible players to play in the tournament. Because they just can't find enough people like pros to play. But the difference is they actually played, not like in the Premier League where it's like, oh, we've got one one injury, one person with maybe COVID. 
cancel them. Yeah, match. I would just like sit left back in goal, don't matter. Yeah. Just um, get the caretaker, he'll do it, but give him a shirt. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've got Yorkshire accents. <laughs> Obviously. In, uh, in Comoros. Um, Leeds nil, Newcastle one. Newcastle moved to within one point. Moved to within one point of safety after John Joe Shelby's free kick goes through Ilan Melier's celery wrists. You've written here. What does that mean, Mike? Celery is like really weak. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> That's it. There's, there's no imagery there. Do you think what Newcastle it says on the tin? Or oh, they have to surely. Can you imagine a team being bought by Saudis and then yeah. they're in the championship? I mean, that would just be bonkers, won't it? So yeah, I mean, they they almost have to. Yeah, they're going on holiday, aren't they? To Saudi. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to um, warm weather training in uh, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, come on, lads! <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, we good. I really liked it in Saudi. I was there like two years ago, um, hosting a, an event there, and I liked it. Joey's <laughs> just waiting to say something. I no, I, was that was that a quote from your um, from your Twitter five years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I had a really nice time. I had a bowl of porridge, and then I went all the way to Saudi. <laughs> In Saudi, mocktail. Don't mind if I do. Hashtag M U F C supporter. But that's a bit weird that they're travelling, isn't it? Presumably they're doing some PR stuff out there. Um, but Norwich off the bottom of the league as well, Mike. Do you think they'll stay up? They beat Watford three 0 away. That was the end for Claudio. Um, I think Watford are probably in more trouble just because they'll probably like have a well. They've already got a new manager, but after the manager currently he'll be gone soon enough. So I just think they're, they're really in a spot of bother. Uh, Norwich, I think they've had a few decent results, but, you know, they've played Watford and, um, and who did they beat last week? Remind me. They beat last week, Mike. Everton. Everton. Yeah, so. They beat Everton Yeah, so obviously, week. yeah, so obviously, um, yeah, they've only played Everton and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at? Just had a brain fart. Sorry. Is it 2020 or? It's, um, you, you amazed me, you amazed oh, me that gosh. some of your interviews went badly, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just you just lost her. Who was it? <laughs> Sorry, who are you? Are you the right person yeah. yeah. interviewing you? Are you on the winning team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the groundsman. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you're the ball that. boy. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, but what do you think um, about Ranieri? Ranieri. Ranieri. I let you bum bum down. Ranieri. He's taking us to Europe, to Europe, to Europe. And that's the way we like it. We like it. Do you know this one? In fact, we no. love it. We love it. Oh, oh, oh. No? You well, well, he's not, is he? Because he's been sacked. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> he's, he's not. No, that was what they used to sing at Leicester when I used to go watch. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you could stop. <laughs> I feel like Hannah's having a slow breakdown tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Hannah, do you like Roy Hodgson? He's coming in. Roy? Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I do like him. He's not like, yeah, he's, it's a temporary thing, isn't it? I just, you know, what? it's not sustainable. He's not going to be there forever. You know, they need some fresh meat well, no, in. he's 74. I know. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be there forever. And it's just like... But there was talks about Ranieri that he wasn't <laughs> interested in the team and he wasn't there as much and it just didn't work out for him. But he did, you know, did you watch his interview where he's like, oh, you know, I wish the best too. It's a great team and they just need to build and stuff like that. But Oh, no, there wasn't an exit interview like Ollie, was there? No, that was a good interview. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's the same with teams just getting uh, experience in, but short term. And I just don't think that's that's what teams should be doing right now. Hmm. Yeah, he's a lovely fella, Claudio. Um, yeah. What do you think of Roy, Mike? Has he, has he got enough to keep him up? Did it with Fulham, didn't he, a few years ago? He's very famous for that great escape. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought Roy I thought Roy was going to retire, slash had retired. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, it's, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Obviously, I absolutely love Roy Hodgson. Like, he's, a, he's a legend. Is he, though? What? No? Oh. Well, it's a very controversial opinion. I don't like Roy. Don't you? You don't. Because obviously England went out in 2016 
playing like the worst football I've ever seen against Iceland, right? That is potentially the worst I've ever seen England play. And that's really saying something. And in the post-match press conference, he pretty much said, oh, well, um, I'm resigning. Didn't really seem to care at all. And never forgiven him. How did he say resigning? Say it. Resigning. (laughs) Sorry about that. Harry Kane should have been on corners. I'm resigning. (laughs) Harry Kane on corners. Harry Kane was on corners and free kicks. God, you sort of unlocked a bad, bad memory for me. Yeah, so I I don't love Roy. Um, as much as everybody else does. Uh, well, I've got something here about Everton. What have we got about? Oh, no, Declan Rice. Uh, Declan Rice has carried the ball 5,152 metres in the Premier League this season, the highest figure for any player in Europe's big five leagues in 2021-2022. Wow. Um, obviously, United beat West Ham 1-0 at the weekend. But Hannah, is that the sort of player that you look at and think that's exactly what Manchester United need? Yeah, but if, yeah, we do. It, like, any team wants that pace and that speed. Like Rashford coming on um, with like what twenty eight minutes to go, having that injection of pace and 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 fresh legs. Um, but um, we we have players at United that should be doing that. That's the thing. That's that's the the frustrating thing. Um, but Rice is a is a brilliant player. He's amazing, and I think is like big things to come for him in the future. I like him. He looks potentially, doesn't he, Mike? Like a like genuinely world-class central midfielder. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was a bit unsure of him, to be honest, like a few seasons ago. When I saw him coming through, he started West Ham playing at centre-back, didn't he? And I, I thought he he looked good. And then he came into midfield and I was like, oh, he's a little bit limited, but he's just got an absolute engine on him. Yeah. Like he will run into the ground for you. And actually, I'm really um, pleasantly surprised about how much his passing game has come on and sort of like his tactical intelligence and... It, like if he wasn't English and and he, he was like Italian, we would be absolutely raving about him. But for some reason in, in England, we we don't really like when it comes to like young midfielders, we don't we don't really like hype them up that much. Like uh, the the defensive midfielders I'm talking about, like obviously we love the goal scorers, but mm. it's not really something that England have been famed for producing, is it? Defensive holding midfielders. So the the fact we've got such a good one coming through now is is really special. But is he a holding midfielder? Because he's carrying the ball more than any player in Europe's big five leagues. West Ham are using him to do pretty much everything. Yeah, I think at West Ham, he's got a bit more of an advanced role because he's next to Thomas Suchek, who can't really run that well. So um, I think he basically has to do the running for both of them. Um, but yeah, I would class him as that. I think if he went to United, he'd definitely be like the sitting midfielder and then whoever's next to him would um, would would do like the more advanced job. But He's just a, he's a very talented player, and I've, I'm I, I'm kicking myself that I doubted him. Um, but you know, fair play, he's he's come on a lot the last few years. Mike, do you remember the last time Arsenal scored? I don't. Um, <laughs> who was uh, was it against Actually, was it against Sunderland? I think. In... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, against Burnley as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was against Sunderland, wasn't it? It was against Sunderland in the in the cup i'm pretty sure but yeah it's been it's been a long time we we didn't score in the month of of january um we haven't won in the in the month of january five like, five games which is my favorite stat you've had more red cards <laughs> no. in january than goals yeah my dad <laughs> my my dad told me that earlier and if my dad listens to this podcast i think he'd probably dislike you as much as your mom dislikes me oh. um because someone said it and, and and my dad was like Oh, these bloody pundits! All they are is negative about Arsenal all the time. And I was like, "Who was <laughs> it?" And he, he had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, I don't think he'd like you. But so, yeah, great start, Joe. Well done. Why is this? What? Why is this for Arsenal? What's behind it? In your good question, um, that's what I should have asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a it's a multitude of things. We're we're missing a lot of players. Um, we've over the last like few weeks, we've only had one um, senior midfielder available, Albert Sambi Lukonga, who's only yeah. 21. Um, and, you know, Granite Xhaka's got suspended. He's missed the last few games. Obviously, Thomas Partey and Mohamed Elneny were at AFCON. Uh, we let Ainsley McDonald's go to Roma on loan. So we literally have nothing in the middle of the park. That's played a part, but um, obviously like with Aubameyang, not in the, not in the squad anymore. We've not had the, had the goals up front. So I think it's a it's a number of things, but also um, we've been hit by COVID as well. Well, 
we've had a few COVID cases. Yeah, we had we had one case. Uh, we've 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 had injuries. Yeah, it's just it's just been a bit of a mess. And I think ultimately Arsenal need, if they're serious about challenging for the top four, yeah, they need to go out and get a striker and probably midfielder in January. But with a few days left of the window, it's probably not going to happen. Especially drawing against Burnley as well, like bottom of the table, because Burnley had twenty four percent twenty four percent possession of the ball indicating that Arsenal had a lot of mm. possession but just nothing came of it we couldn't do anything with it yeah mm. I think we've got a striker at the moment who is not clinical and he had a really good chance to score and he that yeah, was basically an open goal like he had just like most of the goal to aim at and he, he scuffed it wide and he's not really known for his goal scoring ability he does he does other stuff better like build up play and hold up play so like yeah, all good strikers not known for his goal scoring <laughs> yeah well he's not he's he's not it's, that's that's what i'm saying it's it's a huge issue for arsenal right now and they they it looks like they're not going to land um their top target or the reported top target um dusan vlavic of fiorentina looks like he's going to juve so that's another option that's that's not coming in so yeah but something could be on the cards because i saw a picture of um Mikel arteta in the US with um, owner Stan Kroenke. So maybe he's uh, asking for a few quid to sign a striker in, in January. I don't know. Fingers crossed. Where's this picture from? The same person who tells Hannah where Brendan Rodgers is. <laughs> 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 it, was at, um, it was actually at a hockey game at one of the one of the teams that, that the Kroenke's own. I can't remember exactly what it is because I don't watch hockey, but oh. I'm pretty sure it's not as real. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, Everton nil, Villa one. Uh, I enjoyed Stephen Gerrard poking his tongue out at the home fans. <laughs> that made me laugh. Just fair play, DVG. Yeah, because it's not what a manager though. Yeah, but they were giving they were giving him absolute pelters, understandably, like as you would. Liverpool's most famous ever player, Goodison Park fans are obviously going to be absolutely rinsing him, and then you beat them. Oh, um, Everton have recorded 19 points from their first 20 Premier League games this season. Their lowest total at this stage is 97, 98, when they finished 17th. Wow. Their joint lowest ever Premier League finish. But in other news, in order to try and get the fans on side, Duncan Ferguson put money behind the bar at a few pubs <laughs> around the local area Aww. for the game. Big um, dunk. So then they can all you know, get hammered and just batter each other. Yeah. Hey, yo, drink on me for the good Hey, hey, be good. Um, there you go. See, Scottish again. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Joe? I didn't get any of that. That was Duncan Ferguson saying, I'm picking some money behind the bar. Have a good time, lads. Uh, okay. We need um, auto text yeah. underneath when Joe does an impression. Stephen Gerrard is bossing it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's done really well. I think it's, it's difficult for former players to, to come in and, and, you know, prove to people that, that they're more than just players and they're yeah. tacticians and they can get a squad together and get them all singing from the same hymn sheet. And he's, he's done that. <laughs> <laughs> you're be a soprano. <laughs> Go up an octave, for God's sake. <laughs> doesn't it make you though really excited? But like, it doesn't matter what team Stevie G you played for. You feel like you've been on his journey with him. <laughs> No, you feel like you've been, <laughs> you feel like you've been on the journey with him, don't you? And we genuinely want him to do well yeah. because of like the yeah, growing up, everybody knows who Stevie G is. So whether he's a manager or not, we we'll still be like. Oh, you should hate him though, Anna, shouldn't you? Because I, yeah, I don't time. care. I just think it's quite funny that you rinse the Everton fans. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I like to see an ex-player like him going on and, and managing and doing well. You can't like criticize him just because of the team. Well, I was just going to say, well. imagine. Imagine if obviously Rooney goes to Everton. I would really be surprised if Rooney went to Everton, but um... he won't really? go now, will he? But because he's nearly—I mean, Derby lost to Forest at the weekend, but Derby might, might, they probably won't, but might stay up in the Championship. Yeah, what's the situation? But would he turn it down though? Is his is his boyhood club? <sighs> yeah, well, he was pretty—he was pretty quick to bounce out of there when United wanted him, wasn't he? So, <laughs> yeah, but who who would turn down United? But obviously, he he Me. loves Everton, doesn't he? Yeah. You would, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Manchester right. United right now made an offer for me, I would turn it down. <laughs> and I'm going on record of saying that. Okay. Um, but no, I don't think you'll take it now just because I think you're on a bit of a hiding to nothing. I don't know, I suppose, but then you don't want someone like Martinez to come in because maybe you come in, you keep them up and then 
you get given loads of money in the summer. I don't but know. would you keep them up? You want to go in to if you want to going to go to, if you're going to go to a team, <laughs> wicked what? Um, you'd want to go to a team that's got a bit of a foundation, Great. and I, I just feel like Everton would be a, a bit of a, a lost cause for for Wayne Rooney to go to right mm. now. If he was I just offered. think, Should I just think Watford, Burnley, and Norwich are worse, and I just think that's what will keep Everton up. It's time to talk a little bit of AFCON. It's now at the round of 16 stage. Burkina Faso, Tunisia, Gambia and Cameroon are all currently through. Uh, the highlight of the round of 16, as we said, was Comoros playing a left back in goal. Um, but unfortunately, events on the pitch were overshadowed by devastating incident outside the stadium as at least eight people were killed and 38 injured in a crush. Um, so yeah, horrific. Very, very sad news. Um, right, in a bit of a change of gear. <laughs> um, it's time, Mike. Take your headphones out, Mike. Uh, you don't. There's got to be some sort of limit on this. Yeah, you can only do it in this show, Joe. You can only do it once. Oh, yeah, you can only do it once, Joe. Yeah, you have to pick. Here comes the train. (laughs) Was a little bit. Imagine somebody listening to this in the car on the way to work. Like, what's he doing? You're right. They'll be too aroused. They'll be too aroused. It's dangerous. They'll be like, on oh, which time? Um, Mike, what, what's, what's going on in the world of transfers, yeah? I'm really upset that you think I've sung. <laughs> no, I don't. It's just I knew it upset you. Oh, great. Um, Anthony Martial looks set to join Sevilla on loan for the rest of the season, um, which will be a shame, I think, because when I saw him coming through, he was just so, so good. I don't think anyone will ever forget that goal against Liverpool. Tony What's happened Marshall, to Anthony Martial? I, I, France, I, the English said he had no chance. Fifty million down the drain. Tony Marshall scores again. Sorry. <laughs> we had a very musical theme show. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's what he. That's what we used to sing when he used to um, score. But not anymore. He's going to Sevilla. Sevilla. Did you just drop something, Hannah? No, I didn't. I thought was that, that you, you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, my n- just fell on the floor. <laughs> Your n- just fell on the floor and it made it sound yeah. like a pen lid. <laughs> it'd be a more of a it'd be more of a crash. I think it might fall through to the bottom floor if it that it'd be like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, when the T Rex comes through the Land Rover. Unmoisturized. Um, <laughs> <laughs> slipping about. Dry AF. Uh, oh, it's flaking up, it's like Parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah villa are interested in someone too aren't they mike yeah um villa apparently interested in um in liverpool's joe gomez who has not really featured much for the reds this season they've obviously got a lot of center backs now so i wonder if uh if they will let him go it'll be an interesting one newcastle also stepping up their attempt to sign jesse lingard from manchester united and have opened talks for a certain deli alley joe Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's not playing at Spurs and when he has, he's been awful. So good luck what to him. What happened to him? Like, why? how come he just kind of went off the rails? Um, I honestly don't really know. He's got, he's a very odd player. He's kind of, because you watch him and he doesn't really play a traditional position. He kind of drifted around behind the forward and got on the ball and kind of tried tricks and stuff like that. I just kind of think people worked him out a little bit. And he doesn't really fit into systems very well. Um, I don't know. And I think he's just a, a crashing lack of confidence. Mauricio Pochettino really, really mollycoddled him as well. And mm. subsequent managers rightly haven't done that because he's 25. And I don't know. He's just, I'd like him to go off somewhere else and see if he can recapture a bit of form, play every week without yeah. the pressure of 60,000 Spurs fans just being like, what the hell is Ali doing? It's a shame, isn't it, Joe? Because like when when he did come through, he came he came through just like shortly after Harry Kane, and he had a few seasons where he was absolutely yeah, banging he was the, the man. Goals. Yeah, he was like eighteen, and... nineteen. He's got an amazing goal against Crystal Palace, where he kind of yeah uh, took it on the volley over someone's head and smashed it in the bottom corner. But yeah, not that it's gone downhill since then. Yeah, just, yeah. I, when he said Dali Ali, I was like, God, like where's he been? Not heard What's of he been him doing? Yeah, he's been very quiet. Yeah. Um, there's also a few more by Munich said to be interested in Chelsea's Danish centre-back Andreas Christensen um, after Germany defender Nicolas Sula rejected an offer to extend his contract. I've got an auntie called Sula, so I laughed at that. It's not spelled the same. <laughs> um, Arsenal considering Real Sociedad Sweden forward Alexander Isak, uh, Lille's Canadian striker Jonathan David and Everton's England forward Dominic Calvert-Lewin as their hopes of landing 
Dusan Vlaovic, as I mentioned earlier, fade. So a few options there for Arsenal. But as I say, not sure they'll really get anything over the line in the next few days. Um, it will have to be like an insane offer because clubs don't want to sell their best players in January. So yeah. fingers crossed, but probably not going to happen. Um, thank you very much, Mike. There's a uh, Just to finish up, there's a very good story in the paper this week. I don't know if you two read it. Um, about a lady who wears lingerie while walking around her house and a neighbour knocked on her door to say, can you please stop doing that? Because when my little girl is looking into your house from ours with her binoculars, she sees you in your underwear and we think it's inappropriate. So can you start wearing more appropriate garments around the house? What? Why has a little girl um, got a pair of binoculars looking in the next door neighbour's house? Well, it's first of all, the dad and the mum's got jealous because she's found out and the dad's been like, well, the lady next door wears nice pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah why are you wearing them belly warmers that's done 20 rounds in the washing machine um, oh, threadbare. <laughs> um but do you walk around naked hannah um i do like in my underwear i would but not like completely naked um you've got quite a lot of glass in your house yeah actually. like yeah, yeah it's in the front of our house we've got the huge triangle window so you can actually see the top of our stairs from the front of the house and then the back of my house is floor to ceiling glass the whole of the back of the house um so we're like postman's a, getting a right eye I know, <laughs> live in a greenhouse um so yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with that walking around in some nice pants but um yeah it depends what what she was genuinely wearing but I that means look. that you can never ignore like the the postman yeah but i've got a really they, always fit postman so this guy who's from Parcel Force, right, he is hot. And sometimes when he comes to the front of the, like, rings, that I've got one of those ring doorbells. And I'm always like, the first thing I look at my phone and be like, oi, oi. Take all your clothes off quickly yeah. and run downstairs. Yeah. And then he's gone. <laughs> he's, uh, like, throws a parcel and leaves, but he's really fit. Oh, I'm here to deliver you a big package, Mrs. East. <laughs> Bring oh, it in. Like what <laughs> yeah. a bell of oh, leave it round Bertha and get it did you just say leave it round the back or did I <laughs> round Bertha's oh. that's what I imagine your neighbours could. put it round the back um, <laughs> yeah back door only actually Johnny uh, sorry I don't um, know if I've got a Leeds accent a Sheffield accent or if it's American Joe I'm not sure today depends how I feel um <laughs> Mike, I imagine you're the sort of person who's like, I bet you like, I bet on this holiday you're going to make your girlfriend be naked all the time. Like you're that sort of person. Oh, well, that's so so wrong of you to say, but um, it it did remind me that um, in my girlfriend's old flat, which she used to live in Haringey, um, the back of her, basically her, her room was was overlooked by like this 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 old couple, um, because like the gardens like latched onto each other. There's like no fence, and I'm pretty sure they saw some stuff going on in in our room. Um, but yeah, the the, the old Why man that girl always used to Mr. Tumnus. Oh no way! <laughs> that is a low blow, mate. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> What out of what end was that? Do you know what makes it worse is he's actually laughing at his own joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, mate. No, sorry, no t- so you were yeah. sore. Yeah, there's a, there's there's an old geezer that used to just like camp himself at, at the window and just and just look into my girlfriend's like bedroom and like it's really strange. When I was wow. at, when I was at uni, we used to have a, the rugby lads used to live in a house like opposite from our house in Sheffield, and uh, they were they were very attractive. And there was one day where we sat on like our rooftop, um, <laughs> the extension roof, and we sat there and we we're having our Weetabix and a cup of tea and a chat, and we were just watching them all like have a shower, <laughs> go across into the bedroom, get changed, and we were like twenty years old acting like middle-aged perverts just staring at these guys and then one guy like looked and watched us on this roof as if like what are you doing like why why are you doing that we're just staring them it was brilliant well when i was at uni we used to live opposite this group of girls across the street in our house in leeds and they had like sort of a really big frosted window in their bathroom but the frosting wasn't very good (laughs) so you could basically still see everything so what used to happen is is. there were two sofas right um kind of one was perpendicular to the window and one was opposite it so one person always had to be sitting opposite when we were all watching telly or playing uh pro evo or whatever or studying so 
so yeah yeah studying the chicks um so that so that if we saw the bathroom light go on someone would be like one of them's in the bathroom and whoever's closest to the light you would jump off and turn off the light because obviously if we've got no light on they can't see in and then all three of us myself my mate matt and normally my mate toby would all like crawl on our hands and knees to the windowsill and then like look over like that like literally all three of us and be that like, is be- so in between us so- yeah do you think that's Carly or is that Leanne? <laughs> and also, when I was about probably about nine, I, th- I don't know if I've told you guys this. Guys, this sorry if I have, but I used to play football manager and like in in my like childhood bedroom, I could kind of see across like the little close where we lived, and about thirty yards on the other side was a woman who's probably about thirty odd who used to sometimes like leave her curtains a little bit open. So I'd be playing football manager, like doing my like Rushton and Diamonds game or whatever, and I'd look up and be like. Because <laughs> she leave her curtains open, she'd be like walking around her bra and knickers and stuff. So I get really excited. Um, and then one day she left them like fully open. And she was like, she was naked. And I'd never seen like that much lady flesh before. So I was like, I was so excited. And then like a man walked into, I was about to say into shot, into interview. <laughs> and they started like snogging and whatever. And like she was naked. So they're obviously about to make the beast with two backs. Um, and, and so I was like, I was like, mom, mom. Where are those binoculars that Nana got me for Christmas? Because <laughs> my Nan had bought some binoculars for me because I'd expressed an interest in watching birds in the garden. Wait, the bird was literally your neighbour. <laughs> so my mum was just like, my mum was probably like downstairs, like making me lunch. They were probably just having five minutes off from me being a weirdo. She was cooking um, your alphabites and dinosaurs. <laughs> literally and she's like, oh they're in the top drawer so i, was like, I got them and i was like oh, okay thanks and then i literally like went to the windowsill again and I just sat and just like looked and about 10 minutes later my mum was like joe what are you doing and i talked to her about it she was like yeah but it's just weird because you were quiet for so long <laughs> and i was just watching the lady across the street and um, did you often used to do that or did you want Delhi to stop it well i saw people having sex in public three times before the age of 10 where did you live <laughs> in a brothel. Um, no, I must. I must have told you this, Hannah. No, have I not told you this? No. So no, that was that. That was the final time. Um, the first time was uh, on the way back from a family holiday in Swanage. It was me, and my mum, me, and my mum, my nan, my auntie, and the dog in the car. Um, and we're like, we need to pull over and let the dog out for a wee. So we pulled over in like the car park of like some woods somewhere. And like people always do this. I do this. There was only one other car in the car park. And for some reason, like my auntie parked right next to it. Yeah. And as I was in the front passenger seat, and as I looked to my left towards the car, a woman's head popped up with no top on. And then a man's head popped up underneath, also with no top on. And I was like, <gasps> like that. And my auntie was like, don't look, don't look. My mum hadn't noticed. My nan was letting the dog out already because she hadn't noticed either. So it's this whole family and like a dog jumping at the window and stuff. That's time number one. Um, I think time number two was the lady across the, from, from me in the close. And time number three was, um, I was in year five and we'd spent a couple of weeks with Mr. Cork, who was our um, oh, form yeah. two. two <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> Operation Oh, I will have to cut yeah. that out. Sorry, Mr. Cork, who was my year five teacher and loved science, was trying to get us all into science. So we'd been building like a rocket in class. So I grew up like right near Bushy Park. So he was like, "Right, kids, we'll take it down to Bushy Park. Bushy Park's a big park in London, if you don't know. Um, we'll take it down to Bushy Park one afternoon and we'll launch it." So we went down there with like 30, 10 year olds. Oh my god! And he was like, "Right, we're going to launch it. Ten, nine, eight, seven, and then someone right spotted." Uh, two people having sex like behind a tree like 50 yards away and was like oh my god look and then like 30 kids started bolting over to these kids no, Mr. Court, did they? and Mr Court was like three two and the rocket launched and we all missed it we're all running over to these people having sex and what did the people having sex do when there's 30 kids running towards them I think got up and ran away I hope so but that's why I've turned out like this because before like my very formative yeah, it's just very young to be exposed to that yeah, sort of stuff. like going. in that, uh, that age. Um, right. Um, yeah, thanks, Hannah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Mike. 
Cheers. Don't forget, you can listen to the show on podcast radio at Friday at 6pm again on Saturdays and Sundays. You can find us Rose Ed Pod on Instagram and Twitter or Rose Ed Soccer on the other social media outlets. Please like and review us. Apparently it helps with the algorithm and vote for us in the sports podcast awards or in the comedy category. We would really love it if you did. Nicole Holiday's on the show next week. That's exciting for you, isn't it, Mike? Do you know her, Mike? Do you like her? <laughs> Is she your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> she's an yeah, arsenal fan great. though isn't she? she's an arsenal fan so you it's must good. like it you must have a yeah, lot in is. common mike's just passed out yeah. um right, nicole <laughs> holiday is going to be on the show next week um Excited. yeah thanks very much anna again thank you <laughs> thanks mike cheers see you next time bye sports social podcast network Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.